does this for history. The sisters are going to win gold together. The Olympic champions, world champions, world record holders. They defend their title and they break the world record. Well done, Australia. Two gold medals on the opening night. The winner is Cindy. Australia has won the gold medal in the women's sevens rugby. Yes, you did get it, I was right. Pearson is the Olympic champion. What do you think we come here for? Silver? Stuff the silver, we come for the gold. This is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. What a legend. What a champion. Mesdames and Messieurs, welcome again to the Sitting on Our Rings podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. I am joined by Trent. Say hello, Trent. Hello, Trent. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know the. Uh, yeah. That's kind of almost like the flame, like the cauldron lining <laughs> yeah. of, of our episodes. It's you saying the Something hello, that Trent. You know is always going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome back to another episode. Um, today's episode is going to be focusing on the Australian team's uh, lead up and what we know so far and who's in mm. the team. Already for Tokyo mm. next year, which is only eight months away eight now. Eight months, yeah. It's coming around pretty quick. Um, but before we dive into that, which which I will mention, by the way, Trent will be taking the lead on this episode <laughs> because he's done all the research. I've done some research. I've got all my notes. I've been yeah. um, busily preparing for a an upcoming overseas trip, which mm. I actually leave for tomorrow. Um, so we're trying to squeeze this one in because yeah. I don't think there'll be another episode before Christmas yeah. now. <laughs> when I get back, we'll have to wait till the new year, which will be an Olympic year. Yeah, that's right. Shit has come around it? fast. Olympic year. <laughs> Um, but we do have a little bit of news that we want to touch on first. Um, so if you want to um, hit us off with the news of the ABC here yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Um, recently, probably within the last week or so, mm. um, the decision was made from ABC mm-hmm. to, for the first time, I think is in about seven decades, to not broadcast, yep. have a live radio broadcast from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I believe... You know, Ida Butros, head of the ABC, made this decision saying that it costs one million dollars to just to broadcast an Olympics. cheap compared to the TV rights. Uh-huh, <laughs> Let's uh-huh. be honest. Um, and that it was probably an expense that they couldn't afford and should have those funds allocated somewhere else. Uh, I'm questioning that, like, really. I know the like, AOC aren't happy. The AOC are not happy whatsoever, and there's. It has upset a lot of people and, you know, first and foremost for me, my view is like I'm thinking, you know, like all those regional towns in all across Australia that mm-hmm. don't have access to TV stations or, you know, remote cattle properties and stuff and they listen to it live on the radio. Like, you know, I know the Olympic broadcast on the radio. I've listened to them for years and years. Yeah. And they're very good. Like, they take you across all the venues, all the sports. You know, when something's happening, not only for an Australian athlete, but, you know, finals and semifinals and, like, you know, well-known athletes, they'll broadcast you, take you, you know. Mm. You can go from boxing over to archery, then across to, you know, taekwondo and table tennis, like, within a period of 30 minutes. See, it's it's interesting... The radio broadcast of the Olympic the Olympics is something I'll be honest I've never 
thought of or had to worry about because I've always been able to watch the television mm. coverage. Mm. Um, but but I you know we we listen to the um to the Ready Set Tokyo podcast. We've mentioned them a few times on this. this well, it's a radio show, but you know mm. we listen to the podcast of it. Um, and they were saying last week, it, it's true, and this is thing. These are things that I don't consider. But you know, if you're if you're driving, if you, you know, if you're a your job involves you driving, mm. you know, if you're on the road, a truckie or mm. or whatever, like you can't have the television on. Yep. You know, if you work in the mines and you're under, mm. you can't have the television mm. on. Um, I guess you know where you and I used to work. Um, where you still work in in the retail stores. Um, if you're into that sort of thing. You can't really have the television on. No, uh, I mean, admittedly, we took annual leave when this <laughs> yeah. were on, and I'll be doing the same <laughs> next year as will you. But you know, you can't you can't always have the TV on. And mm. I, but again, it's something that I hadn't considered mm. because I always make sure I'm best positioned mm. with the TV mm. um, come Olympic time. Mm. So I, I do think it it does suck a bit mm. um, for the people that will rely on that sort of coverage. I I do wonder though, like. Does it have to be the ABC? Yeah. Can well, another radio station, can like a, a 2GB or... Mm. Um, Wasn't... I'm sure Macquarie well, Radio used to I mean, Macquarie Sports Radio. Well. Like, mm. you know, it doesn't have to be the ABC. If if the ABC is going to cop flack and you're a radio station, like a, a, a big radio station, mm. you know, a million bucks is going to give you a lot of goodwill to go, well, you know, yes. stick it up the ABC. So, yeah. And also... <clears throat> <coughs> Pardon me, and yeah, get some goodwill from from potential listeners that mm. hey, you know, when the ABC have dropped the ball, no pun intended, um, we'll pick it up and we'll give you the Olympics mm. on radio. Mm. Like it's, mm. I don't, I don't think this is buried by any means. Oh and, god, uh, no. and over like uh, you know, just well, the ABC have asked for talks with they the have, ABC. Yeah, like, with the ABC requested meetings with them because they're not happy with the decision, and I don't think it's finished by over. You know. The ABC gets a, a one million, sorry, one billion dollar budget, taxpayer funded budget mm. per year, and they can't find one million dollars to broadcast, you know, the Olympics for two weeks. And as you said, there's so many people that don't have access to TVs, and mm. you know, it's two weeks of a year that unites a lot of Australians and Does anyone. Does the radio broadcast cover Paralympics? It does it as does. well. Okay, yes. cool. So that's included. So one million for two lots of Olympics. Yeah, so four weeks of, of international sports coverage of yeah the biggest international sports event that there is. Yeah. Bar and, none. Yeah, and, and I've listened to a phase like, in, you know, when I'm not near a television, whilst I'm near my, my car, I always have ABC Radio on. I know that it's going to be broadcast, mm. so I don't miss anything. And I can, you know, sometimes you can create your own imagery in your mind to listening to things mm-hmm. like, on the radio and like, you know, the swimming finals, the athletics finals, they're always there yeah. broadcasting, letting us and know guess, what's going on. They I have the great commentra- commentators there. With radio too that I haven't had to worry about for the last however many years is the time zone thing. Mm. So during the day, there wouldn't be lo- there's not live sport happening that I need to listen to on the radio. No. So, you know, but again, and that was something else I pointed out on Ready Set Tokyo last week is with it being in our time zone this time, they would be absolutely crazy not to jump on it because it is. We'll be getting all the sports live mm. with just a two-hour time difference. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I hope either the ABC does overturn their decision or if they just will not move on it, then maybe another radio station can see. Because there has been a public outcry. I've read some of the 
the comments that people have been making and especially there's a lot of comments from people in regional Australia yeah. that don't might not have access to Channel 7 and they'd love to sit and listen to the Olympics mm. for two weeks, you know, while they're out in their tractors and all, you know, coming in after a hard day's work to sit around and listen to, to what's going on over there to support their country and, and their team mm. without having, if they can't see it, then listening to it is just as probably good for them. Yeah, so no, I, I hope it this... It, this isn't final and that we do get to somehow here on on a radio somewhere. Yeah, I mean, look, it gives um, sports journalists covering the Olympics and people like us something to talk about as well. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. look, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Well, I'm sure we can broadcast it for a million dollars. We'll go over to yeah, Japan I for mean, two we, weeks. We, happy. Don't, we can't pay the million dollars the million dollars now mm. but you know if they want to save some money and not pay the big broadcasters and everything i mean shit i'll do it mm. let's our <laughs> venue crosses are going to be a bit difficult between the two of us but maybe yeah. if we have one on one side of the city <laughs> and other the other we could get through them somehow just have to start you know training on a pedally to, to yep. get between venues and <laughs> yeah then again we'd probably drop dead in the heat going between mm. venues well speaking yeah. of the heat too mm. If you do hear a slight buzzing in the background today, it is because we uh, have the fan yeah. on because it is hot it's, as balls in Brisbane it is today. Very hot today <laughs> and very yeah. humid. Mm. Um, but the scary thing is, it's nothing compared to what it will be like in Tokyo come yep. next July. Yeah, so. and that's right. You know, and I said, you know, with the athletics running the marathons, is it like four a.m. in the morning? I think they're going to start. Well, and and the also, walks. It's as also well. a different, different city now as mm. well, which mm. is like hours away, mm. which yep. caused a lot of controversy yeah. as well. Yeah, but. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think uh, a lot of countries that come from hot climates, this might be a place, you know, a city where their athletes might tend to have a bit of things in their favour and mm. might shine a little bit more than all those cold European countries. Yeah. You know where you won't have to worry about that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. Brisbane 2032. <laughs> no, well, that's exactly right. <laughs> because it will be held in our, technically our winter, but it, our winter is still warmer. You could have a summer games in our winter in Brisbane. Uh, uh, easily. 100%, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah just saying. Mm. Um, IOC, IOC, if you're listening. Yeah. Won't have that problem in Brisbane yeah. come 2032. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some news that actually broke today, like l- literally this morning as I was waking up, um, that I want to touch on. And this will segue into... Um, you know, talking about certain sports and things in the lead up to Tokyo next year. And this was a big one um, that hit me personally, actually, in, in, in a weird way. Because as you know, I sort of have mm. some personal in. investment here. Yeah. Um, and that and is it, basketball. it looks like um, Andre Lamanis has been, um, I don't want to say given the ass, <laughs> <laughs> but um, may have lost his coaching role with the Australian men's team, the, the Boomers. Uh, and it looks like their fi- um, Australian basketball are finalising a, co- uh, a, um, a contract with Brett Brown, who is the Phil- Philadelphia 76ers coach in the NBA. Um, Brett has uh, coached the Boomers previously. Mm. Uh, he's he's an in, American. Was that in London? London. He, he, there, um, yeah. he has he's won championships here in Australia. Like he he started his 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 coaching career from all you know he's had success here in Australia in in our national basketball league as a coach. Um, previously, and he has he has coached the Boomers before, as I said. But stra- straight off the bat, I will say, I I do have a bias towards Andre um, because he is the coach of our city's team, the Brisbane Bullets, um, and I think I've mentioned on this show before. I I have like an active role with the Bullets Club. Mm. Um, I've been volunteering at their home games for the last well, three years and four seasons. Mm. 
uh, since their return to the NBL after they, they folded back in 2007. Um, I've seen Andre at work. Um, I've seen, again, this is at a club level, I've seen the blood, sweat and tears that he puts into things. I've seen him... Uh, he's known for getting emotional. Um, there are press conferences where he's very much gotten emotional. Um, the second season that the Bullets were back, um, they they finished on the bottom of the ladder and it was the second year in a row. Their first two seasons back, they they ended up on the bottom of the ladder. The, the first season, not really through any fault of their own because uh, around Christmas time, they were on top of the ladder um, and then we had was it two or three, might have been three major injuries coming into the new year mm. right at sort of getting towards the pointy end of the season that would affect um, quite a lot oh and we just mm. dropped mm. like there was you know that sport for you mm. um, and the second season back um, the imports didn't fire um, one of them actually let go part way through the season and, and didn't really have a replacement it was it was just a messy season all round um, I don't think in part Yes, he's the captain of the ship, but you, the, you know you can only do what the ship will allow you to do. Mm. Um, and the team just wasn't right. Uh, so you know, I went to the Bullets awards dinner, um, an end of season function that year, and Andre stood up in front of the the room full of players and players' families and corporate sponsors and fans and you know other members of the club and staff and everything. And this man just poured his heart out and. I don't want to say openly wept, <laughs> but <laughs> almost pretty much did. They were de- he definitely cried. Mm. Um, it was because he felt that he'd let everybody down. Um, and I, like after his speech, I actually stood and applauded because mm. it's just like, mate, I personally, I know other people were, but I'm, I'm realistic. I, I don't blame him. Mm. Um, I worry that this is twofold, that this is a reaction for two reasons. A, um, our result in the well, the disapp- I will say disappointing result because I was definitely disappointed in this year's World Cup back in sort of August September, mm. um, around the time we kicked off this podcast yeah. actually, um, with our fourth fourth place finish, which we mm. did talk about at the time. Yes, it was disappointing uh, because we've finished fourth in in big tournaments so many times, mainly the Olympics. <laughs> uh, it was our best result ever in a World Cup, though. Uh, we beat an American. We b- beat Team USA mm. uh, in the lead-up to the World Cup. We finished higher than Team USA in the World Cup. Now, I know people argue and throw the, oh, well, it wasn't a full-strength American team. It was a B-grade, C-grade team at, at best. You can only play who's fair there. Fair enough. That, okay, <laughs> that's a fair call. But that was a team full of NBA players. They mm. all play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, on paper, that team should have medaled mm. at the World Cup. Mm. Um, on paper, we shouldn't have beaten that team yep. in those trials. You know, mm. we played the two games in Melbourne and they won one quite convincingly and we won the other, you know, by a smaller margin. Hey, we beat America and it was a, that was a history. It was a big mm. deal. Uh, you know, we, we uh, missed out on a silver medal at the World Championship, sorry, the World Cup this year. You know, we missed out on the gold medal match, which have secured the silver medal. You know, was it? I can't remember. Was it double, triple overtime game I against Spain? Like, like yeah, he went like on triple, to win the yeah. gold medal anyway. Um, like our di- our our um, performance in the game for the bronze medal was disappointing. But you know that was forty eight hours after a triple overtime game as well. Like the the guys were spent. 
Uh, it's Andre has gotten us closer to that elusive, you know, world. What would you say, sort of world level, you know, um, major world meet yep. medal and a podium. We, yeah, than we have in the past, mm. uh, and it also the culture that he's built in that team. Like you've been, you particularly since Rio, well, coming into Rio and since Rio, after what happened in Rio, which was brings me to another point. You know, we got dudded for a bronze medal in Rio by oh God, a really yeah. bad refereeing yeah. decision and in I the dying how, moments of I the game. I know how heartbroken you were for that. I, I um, waited a little while before I contacted oh, you. And that was that, a, that was one of the time difference. That was like a wake up at one o'clock in the morning and yeah. watch the game type thing yeah. to just be heartbroken. But, you know, it's he's built a culture and the players have bought into it. And I... I don't know. I think it could be a very big mistake. Well, I, th- I think it is a very big mistake changing your head coach eight months out from an Olympics when they have for the last four or so years been building and building and building for, for this event. Mm. You know, this it's, it's all been about an Olympic medal and they're that close. And I, I don't know. I just think it's a mistake. And the fact that it's the 76ers coach... Um, you know, Ben Simmons didn't play for Australia in the World Cup. It was He said he was going to, then he didn't. It was his call. Apparently, it was pressure from the 76ers club for him not to go. Um, Jonah Bolden, who also plays for that team, mm-hmm. did come over as part of the Australian squad. But then after the first American exhibition match, abandoned the squad mm-hmm. and went back home. Um, I think the official reason given was family reasons, but... It was that, pretty much well chestnut. known that he wasn't happy with the amount of court time he was getting. Um, and then, you know, the next game we went on and beat America without him anyway. So, mm. suck it. <laughs> and, and I know the attitude at the time, and I still stand by it, is I, I don't care who the coach is, Bolden shouldn't wear a Boomer's jersey again. Mm. He had his chance, in my opinion. Mm. And, you know, it's not it's about playing for your country mm. and, and what's best for playing for your country, mm. not that you think you're going to come in as an NBA superstar and you'll get more court time than player X. Yeah. It's not how it works. The Olympics are a bit different yeah. to personally go. Yeah. And I, I just don't like that. So if, if you're bringing in the 76ers coach as a way of cementing Ben Simmons participation, I know he's a fantastic and, you know, one of arguably one of the best players in the world at the moment. I get that. And probably the best Australian player on the planet at the moment. I get that too. But I worry that you're sacrificing an entire team's culture for the sake of one or two players. Yeah. And I think that is a big mistake. Mm. You know, I, I just I just don't think, mm. no matter how good the player is, it's worth shaking up the system this close. Look, if, if Tokyo happens next year and the squad state, you know, the Lamana squad goes through... Um, whether Simmons plays or not, um, which he said he's going to, he's committed to to mm. playing for the Boomers in the Tokyo Olympics, um, and say we don't medal, mm. we heaven forbid we finish fourth um, again, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Fourth. Okay, after that, make your wholesale changes mm. because your core group of that team, you know, your your Patty Mills, your um, Della Bedovas, and your um, Andrew Bogut's. Andrew Bogut's. Mm. They're the core of that team. And they I mean, they've been there, they predate Lamanus. Mm. But, you know, you've got Lamanus there, you've got that core group of the team. 
Let them go through. Let them complete what they started. Mm. And if they don't have any success there, regroup. Yep. Do your wholesale changes. Good. Start with a new coaching staff and then have a new core group of the team like mm. your your Simmons and heaven mm. forbid Boldens and mm. you know mm. whoever else like Exum and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Like, because there are a lot of young Aussies coming through in the NBA mm. we've got and more. I don't you know I don't think Bogut and Mills that will no, be around the thing. they would have Paris. aged out yeah. they would have aged out mm. easily so that's what I mean start anew then but I th- I just fear you could be throwing the baby out with the bathwater here mm. um, I hope not because I know that this is going to be your favorite sport it will year, be um, but I just. And, I, and honestly, I like I said, I do have a, a sort of a bit more of a personal vested interest because of my association with the bullets. But everything that I've just said, I hand on heart, I say without my bullets bias <laughs> cap on mm. because it's just like I want I want what's best for the boomers overall. And yeah, I I, I just mm. worry that that this is like I said a, a yeah, big mistake. Eight, eight months out. Mm. Yeah, as I was just saying to you, you know pre-recording it's the same as our dolphin swimming team you know Jacques over here and who's the head coach has been our head coach you know and his job is to lead us right up to the olympic to the tokyo games and Mm -hmm. then he finishes his contract it's like him walking out yeah now and then they find you know another coach of you know who had coaches you know a couple of they good swimmers on the team lawrence back yeah (laughs) i was joking about that yeah (laughs) i think it's the same thing yeah yeah, it's yeah. Watch this space, space, I guess. Yeah, we'll see what okay, happens. We'll yeah. certainly keep you updated. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> times ahead. Yeah, absolutely for for Aussie basketball. But I'm going to shut up now and let you take the lead and, <laughs> and talk us through some of the you know what's happening with with sports that we're yeah. qualified and trying to qualify for because yeah. there has been a bit of movement the last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, over the last couple of weeks and last months, this is the time now where you know, the different um, continental uh, uh, regions have all their qualifiers mm-hmm. and the different sports have um, their, you know, Asia, Oceania, Europe, North America's, South America's, but some of them, it was the last chance to qualify as well. And so they've had had them now mm-hmm. and um, uh, a lot of them will probably start again from February, March. Um, <laughs> so I've done a bit of research to work out where Australia sits in a few different sports. Look, there's going to be sports here that I won't even mention because... Mm. Well, it's still... It's it's fluid. It's still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because the quota places will start to ramp up probably from February, March next year. And, you know, as we get closer then, you know, that's a good topic. We can, you know, in another another three or four months work out, you know, some other places that we want. So... We can do a part um, two. Yeah, we could do a part two. (laughs) Um, So I've done a bit of research. I've got my notes here. I just thought it'd be something fun for our listeners to work out where we sit in a few different sports and talk about a few different athletes. And we've done a few we've done a few ranking episodes now, so yeah. it was time, time for a different approach. Um you know, we could start with basketball then we just talked about that. Yeah. So obviously the men qualified a team for their Who result at the there? World at the World mm, I Who don't was know. the coach that got them there? A uh, coach Lomanus might be his yeah, name there. I yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So you know so the men's team have qualified so they'll be there. Um, now, the women have just completed a qualification tournament for the qualifying spots f- for next year, which is in March next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, there'll be 15 teams that go to this qualifying tournament and 10 get to go to the Olympics. Okay. Um, Australia came second in their pool because they lost to Japan in their last match. They 
kind of okay. wanted to win, mm-hmm. that would have given them a much higher seeding yep. at this qualifying tournament to avoid those other really great ranking teams yep. in crossovers. So, But look, I think Australia has a pretty good chance. Only five teams won't make it. And usually they've got to have a, an Oceania team in yeah. there. So... You know, so, you know, so but so that's March next year. The women will have their qualifying tournament. Also, that brings me to the three on three. Yes. So the women's three on three, um, they have they've qualified a place in the qualifying tournament as well. Cool. For that, and that's also in March next year. Awesome. So you need to finish in the top three, and you can book your ticket to Tokyo. I think in the last tournament they finished fourth. So you okay. know they're right up there, and we do have a great team. And you know that's few more months worth of training yeah. to come along. So And that's men's That's the women's. women's? I'm okay. not sure where the men's sit. I've yeah. I tried to find some information but I just couldn't so I'm not sure where the men's three by three. But I think based on the, the team ranking, the women probably have the best chance of getting okay. to qualify for the three on three. Fair enough. Yeah. Um so that's so basketball. So look let's start up here at the top. So in archery like our men's team have qualified a team and three individual spots that was at the world championships nice. this year um, by making it to the quarterfinals. Um, unfortunately, our women didn't advance that that far, but they do have a chance at uh, a couple of world cups and the world champs next year awesome. to qualify at least one quota place. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was recently at the Oceania Championships and New Zealand beat Australia in the final to quote qualify one woman and one man, so <laughs> that was our spot for Australia to quote to get a, wi- a women's spot. But we, New Zealand, yeah, yeah, New Zealand got that spot. You know, good on them. It's been a long time since yeah. they've had archers, so you know, I was kind of happy. Yeah, they just and lost the Union World yeah, Cup. They need something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there'll be chances for us there to try and add a woman to the team cool. sometime next year. Um, so at the recent World Championships for artistic swimming, mm-hmm. you know. Formerly known as synchronized <laughs> swimming, so Australia have qualified a team there, nice. full team as well as a duet. Cool. So all those teams have been decided now. There's there was no other chances. So that's all the eight teams mm-hmm. have been decided for that now. Um, we've covered basketball. Um, so recently baseball. Yep. They just had um a tournament, the twelve somethings I think it was called. And you needed to finish one, two, or three there, and mm-hmm. you booked a ticket. Um, unfortunately, Australia lost their last match, I think, to Chinese Taipei, and that made them okay. finish. That made made them finish sixth in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did win it, then they would have gone into the bronze medal match. Oh, cool! So, so they have one last chance to qualify at a continental tournament next year, um, and I think they need to finish in the top three out of six or nine teams to be able to qualify. So Okay. Look, you know, with it coming coming back again and a reintroduced sport, you know, we're silver medalists from Athens, surprise. So, you know Yeah. And they had a they did a did a really good job. They actually beat America two mm. one in a match which no one saw coming and that's a massive achievement for Australian baseball. Yeah. Because America was fielding a full strength team mm-hmm. there. So, you know, to be able to beat America for the first time ever, you know, that you know, hopefully that held hold as well to try and qualify for hopefully. baseball yeah. next year. Yep. And you know, uh you know, baseball softball. So yep. Australia recently qualified their team there at the last qualifying tournament. They had a complete unbeaten run through the whole entire tournament there. Um, so they've qualified a full team. So it's good to have Australia back 
in the yeah. softball and also you know, of note, you know, Australia's left every Olympics with a medal. Yes. Yeah, yeah they've, never, they've never not not missed a medal. So that was a great achievement for them to get back in there and, mm. and go again. And there's a new format for softball this year too. So oh, awesome. all next year. So hopefully, uh, you know, we might be able to come to uh, keep that uh, medal run going. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, all right. So we'll have a look at canoeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have recent the recently qualified now Jess Jessica Fox, Jess Fox yep. who has been dubbed the greatest. Uh, paddler of all time, based you know, and that's true based on the amount of um, world championships and world cup medals that she has. No other paddler, male or female, that's a has, has has won <laughs> that many medals. Yeah. So, um, she at the recent world championships and through the world cup, she qualified a K one place and a C one place, which is a kayak and a canoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe the difference for um, people who don't know is in one of the boats you sit down. And then the other one you kneel down. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, and she has actually been... Row se- like the clappers. Yeah, and row <laughs> like the clappers. Uh, and so she's actually been selected for the team because she yes. met all the, all yeah, the requirements. She, like just uh, actually about two weeks ago now, she added the photo shoot with the... Mm. Um, what do they call the things they wear? The, the kimono one yep. and the big yep. oversized yep. Qantas Qual- ticket. Yeah, Qantas yeah. ticket and qualified. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's good on her. And so I think she's a... W- Wonderful medal chances there come mm. come Tokyo next year. Easy um, on the eyes too, just quietly. <laughs> she is. It's that. She got her curly hair is instantly recognisable. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Um, and so we've qualified a men's K one. Mm-hmm. Um, we just missed out on qualifying a men's C one, but once again, there is going to be a few um, champ- continental championships to try and get that C one place. And then Australia will be able to have uh, an athlete in every event. You can only in canoeing. You can only. Um, into one one athlete per country mm-hmm. to give everyone a good chance. So, um, and then that brings to the canoe sprint. Yep. At the World Championships a few months ago, um, Australia qualified three places. You know, once again, there'll be more opportunities to qualify more boats. So they managed to get um, the K2 1000 for men, which I think we won a bronze medal in in Rio from Ken Wallace. And then a... Rub shoulders with you and I. That's right. Yes, that's right. Down at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we also qualified a men's K4 500 and a women's K4 500. Mm-hmm. So there's still probably another four or five um, events there to try and qualify for. Australia yeah. mostly has, a, at, um, in canoeing, they can get a boat into every Wallace is still going too, isn't he? He hasn't retired? I, I don't believe he's retired. Yeah, I cool. think he's in, in training. There's a, a lot of up, young up-and-comers. This, If he does yeah. go, it'll probably be his last Olympics. Cool. But when we saw him, he was still looking pretty fit and mm. pretty active. So, you know, hopefully maybe we might get to see him on a team, which might be his fourth team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can cover off like some uh, bit of cycling um, due to... Because of Australia's world ranking, um, we've managed to qualify four men and four women for the road race. Nice. Um, and that also means that you can qualify athletes for the time trial, mm-hmm. individual time trial. I think it's one athlete per time trial. And just on that side note, I'm pretty sure Rowan Dennis is a current world champion in the men's time trial as well. Cool. He won the rainbow jersey. So... Um, that's good to have a full quota of the road races. That's going to be a hard one because of the heat yeah. this year over there. And I think that they're starting the road races like start at like 5 a.m. or 5.30 this mm. year to try and have them done before the the midday heat yeah. strikes. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so there's more cycling to touch on a little bit later. Um, so the, we've got some diving. So mm-hmm. at the recent World Championships, um, we managed to qualify um, the women's 10-metre platform and a men's 10-metre platform, as well as women's 3-metre springboard. Um, I think some synchro we've got some synchro quota spots in there as well Mm. um and i think at the world champions recently our synchro team won a bronze medal something like that so hopefully you know i love watching the diving i think it's such a cool sport to watch is it and you know just the precision that goes with it it's one of those things like it's it's almost like uh you know those videos you see on like facebook and stuff of, of like you know how it's just like so soothing to watch you know like knives going through butter and or like, <laughs> yeah. or like you know and you, you know the grosser version which is like your pimple popping and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. like, but like i find that with diving like i just love watching it and you know the entry into the water is so mm. smooth yeah and, and also when it goes wrong yeah when it goes it's wrong. pretty cool to watch when it goes yes, wrong too <laughs> great highlight reels for when it goes wrong yeah. too yeah so um so hopefully you know, i'm sure australia will be able to add a few more places any like, sport with an element of death is pretty exciting well exactly right <laughs> So, you know, Australia might be able to add a couple for, yeah. for the other events there and you've, um, some more synchro teams as well. Um, Just thinking it's the first time we've recorded with a fan on and you've got pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've memorised a lot of it, but some oh, nice. of it I need some, qu- <laughs> uh, some uh, prompts for. Um, so, uh, with equestrians... So at the World Equestrian Games, There's something here I want to talk about. I think I know what you're going to. Yeah, <laughs> I know how our minds work. Yeah. So, um, so we've uh, qualified a full dressage team, mm-hmm. um, a full show jumping team. Yep. And a full eventing team. Excellent. And all of those have individual places quoted. Now. I'll let you talk about what you want to talk about <laughs> with as far as the question goes, because I'm pretty sure I know. Well. Uh, is are we going to be talking about someone with the initials of AH? We are. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Hoy mm-hmm. got selected again for the Australian Olympic team with equestrian. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, he wasn't selected for Rio, was he? He was not on the Rio team, no. you know, which Australia won a bronze medal there in the eventing team. And when the riders finished fourth in the in- yeah. individual show jumping. This will be Andrew's eighth, eighth. Olympics. That is insane mm. now i know we've had this conversation off mic i think we had it in one of the early episodes about a potential australian flag bearer mm. come come tokyo next year and <laughs> based on what i was saying before this won't surprise anyone but my pick was patty mills mm. you know i think it was his third third or fourth olympics mm. um you know is an Indigenous Australian, um, does amazing work on and off the court. Mm. Um, you know, it's just going to go against what one of the reasons why I think Paddy would be great too is because they do want to bring sort of the, you know, the younger, quote unquote, mm. <laughs> uh, crowd in and, and Paddy certainly appeals to that. Um, and yeah, again, I know the the Indigenous thing would go a long way um, mm. as well because when was the last time we had an Indigenous flag bearer? Mm. It's been a long... Oh, I can't... Or ever? I can't, I can't remember think of one. Oh yeah, I can't think of one. Anyway, um, that aside, when they announced that Andrew Hoy was coming back and it's his eighth Olympics, he's won two, three gold uh, medals. Yep, and he won individual silver in Sydney as yeah. well as gold, gold in, in Atlanta. Yeah, and the team got gold in Sydney. Yep, and he did he get gold in Barcelona? 
Yes, I think Barcelona was gold as well. So, yeah, multiple gold medalists, eighth Olympics. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty hard thing to top. Like when you come to Australian Olympians, yeah, that mm. that's a lot of caps. Mm. So, as much as I'd love to see Paddy Mills get it for for obvious reasons, I think Andrew Hoy may deserve it yep. more. Yep. I think Andrew Huon may deserve it more than anyone else in that team. Yep. I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. And imagine how much Bruce Bacavani would love that too. Oh. <laughs> Announcing that and going through all the statistics. His flagpole yeah. would be up, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. I just, I think, like I said, that's a very, those, sti- that can't even talk. those statistics are very hard to overlook. Mm. And I think I may have to fall on my sword with the Paddy Mills thing. Mm. I, I, Believe mm. I think Andrew Hoy should get that should yep. get the nod for flag bearer. Yep, I really that's do. That's right. I would agree. Um, you know, and then obviously with your closing ceremony, it's usually a someone who's performed very very well mm. in the Olympics. Uh, you know, say the boomers do medal. Christ, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, then give it to Patty or someone. Yeah. You know, there could mm. be an amazing performance from someone we don't even know mm. yet who mm. may deserve it mm. more. Mm. But yeah, I think Hoy is hard to go past. I would. I would agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that you know what a great achievement that'll be eight eight Olympics. It's not and there's not you know a question is one of those sports where that is so, achievable. Let me do the the sums here. So he wasn't in Rio. So you go uh, Beijing, London, Beijing, Athens, Sydney, Atlanta, um, Barcelona, Seoul, Seoul. And LA, yeah. So I think his debut was LA. LA. Yeah, that's the year I was born, <laughs> mm. and that was his first Olympics. So he's been an Olympian my whole oh, life, my and still going. Mm. He's the no. flag bearer. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think, Maybe we've called it already. Hey, <laughs> he's got to be. That's insane. Yeah, I and I don't think there's any other Olympian that's ever achieved that. No, and I mean. If, like I, I don't know the circumstances of him not qualifying for Rio, but that's yeah, mm. that's incredible. Mm, that is, yeah. I really hope we get to see mm. that. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. So full equestrian team one thing, and Australia traditionally does well. Do we do at equestrian do well? in in the eventing? Not so much. And you know, we've never won a medal in dressage, dressage or show jumping. Yeah, finished fourth twice in show jumping in the individual show jumping. Mm. But uh, I think. The eventing looks well, and they I think they won bronze or silver at the at the World Equestrian Games, and that you know qualified that full team. Um, again, we can move on to hockey. Yep. So men's team qualified and women's team yep. fully qualified. Um, I think the men's team are world ranked number one. Yeah. Women's are not Women, as high as they used they're to be. Not as high as they used to be, and I think. They're f- ranked five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Sydney was the last time they did win a medal. They just haven't been managed to get past the quarterfinals at all these current Olympics. So, And I remember the Kookaburras won in Athens. Yep. I remember yep. watching and that live early one yeah, morning. And a very strange exit in the quarterfinals in Rio. That was yeah. one of the biggest shocks and surprises. Um, they dropped a game earlier in the tournament. And I think to Belgium, maybe. Yeah. Who I think went on to medal, I think, in Rio, maybe. And then, yeah, in the quarterfinals, very strange to be eliminated so early. So, but, you know, their new new teams and new coaches 
now. So, you know, and world ranked number one. So, yeah. looking good for Tokyo next Definitely. year. Um, and that's good to have both those teams qualified already mm-hmm. so they can start training and move and look who they want to select. Um, in gymnastics, so um, no spots have been determined yet for rhythmic gymnastics and trampoline mm-hmm. yet. Usually, Australia qualifies via continental yeah. um, championships there and usually we can send one male and a female to trampoline and one one um, rhythmic gymnast as well. Um, so at the recent world championships with the women, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to qualify a team again. Um, we finished one spot out of the qualifying yeah. and I think it was by a couple of hundredths of a point. Jesus. I think we finished in ninth place and it was the top eight that got to go um, to, to the Olympics. So, uh, yeah, we missed out on we'll another. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the athletes did qualify an all-around place, nice. women. And um, uh, Tyson Bull, who is a horizontal bar gymnast, he finished seventh in the final. So, he qualified a place and he a quota place and he also qualified himself the spot. So, nice. that's, so that's a great achievement yeah. is that will make sure we've got a male and female gymnast <clears throat> yeah. there competing. I was going to that's an awesome name, Tyson Bull. Bull. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's a great achievement for him to get into the into the final and uh, and finish seventh in, in the yeah. final there so, and get him, himself a quota place. He can, you know, he's got that spot wrapped up so he can nice. start training for that, yeah. Um, so recently we had um, the Asia Oceania Championships for Modern Pentathlon mm-hmm. um, and we had a we qualified a men's spot there um, Ed Fernan is his name mm-hmm. I think he was a London Olympian yeah um, uh, Max Esposito who finished who's the brother of yeah. the current Olympic female champion for women uh, he finished seventh in Rio he's currently injured so he couldn't right. go um, and Ed was the top finishing uh, Oceania athlete, so he qualified a spot and he qualified himself. Um, the women haven't qualified a spot yet. Chloe Esposito, I was say, do we know how Chloe's she's going? currently injured as well, but she's on the comeback trail, but nice. she couldn't compete at, at the qualifiers. And I think the top Oceania athlete um, got to collect a spot, but I think the New Zealand athlete beat the Australian female athlete that had entered. So I think New Zealand got that spot. Okay. But once again, I think next year there'll be some more opportunities to try and um, uh, try and select um, a female athlete. And I think you can send two athletes per gender mm-hmm. for modern pentathlon. So hopefully next year we'll be able to yeah. get uh, and give Ch- Chloe a chance to defend her, her gold Fingers medal. Fingers crossed, because that yeah. was another, that was a big surprise. That medal was that no one saw probably coming. the biggest surprise medal of yeah. the Olympic, no one saw that coming, I don't think. No. And for her brother to finish seventh as well, yeah. like on his Olympic debut and being he was only 18 or I something like that. it's pronounced debut. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, we know one person yeah. that, that uh, calls it debut. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to rowing. Yes. So they had their world championships a couple of years ago. A couple of years so a couple ago. Of months, a couple of months ago. Um, Jeez, they do start soon. <laughs> like, start <laughs> earlier. <laughs> um, and Australia had a good result there. Um, we, I think we qualified eight, eight spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the men, there was the men's pair, the men's four, the men's quad skulls, and the men's eight. And in the women, we qualified a men's pair. So the women's pair, women's double skulls, the women's four, and the women's eight as awesome. well. Um, Australia usually can get uh, at least 
uh, an entry in every category yep. at the Olympics. And once again, it's one boat per country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be some other, be, I think there's a couple of other um, tournaments next year to, to get try and get a full quota yep. of there. But um, our women's and men's eights have really improved over the last couple of years. And I think the women's eight finished with the bronze, I think, at the World Championship. So that was a really good result for them there. Um, having a look next, we've got like the rugby sevens. Yep. So men's and women's. We've qualified. Yep. Yeah. Men's and women's teams that the other day. fully qualified. Yep. Yeah. Women qualified quite a few months ago mm. and the men qualified at the recent Oceania Championships by beating Fiji, who are the reigning Olympic gold medalists. Gold medalists. Yeah. Yep. So that was a great achievement for them as well. Which I, I loved that in Rio. That was one of my favourite medals and it wasn't an Australian one. one. Yeah, <laughs> I watched yeah, that live. Yeah, it was so yeah, good. Yeah. And good on Fiji to get their oh, first yeah. ever Olympic medal. And it was yeah. a gold. Beautiful yeah, moment. Yeah, good on them. Absolutely. Um, so let's move on to sailing, mm-hmm. um, which is always a, a great little um, medal outlook for Australia. We like sailing. It was only, only one year that we had not medal and that was in Athens and an athlete finished fourth and then they completely overhauled the way Australia looks at sailing. It was also known as yachting. Yep. Um, and uh, and now Australia's really come along in leaps and bounds in sailing. Um, so, so far the um, we've qualified um, a men's laser. So that was selected, uh, an athlete selected there, Matt Wern. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, such is the strength in there that, you know, we could have easily sent to two athletes with Tom Burton who was the reigning world champion didn't make the team yep um, and he won a recent world cup medal as well yeah. and, but we can only send once again with sailing you can only have one one mm. quota spot per country um, and in the men's 470 um, Matt Belch and Will Ryan have qualified a spot and been selected so they're the reigning silver medalists from Tokyo uh, from, sorry from Rio mm-hmm. um, and the silver medalist world champions as well um, in the women, we've qualified uh, the laser radial, which is you know, equivalent to the men's laser, women's 470, and the women's 49ers. So, nice. So the men's 49ers yet to be yet to be qualified. Um, and also we've got the NACRA 17, which is the mixed. Yep. So in Australia's got the reigning silver medalist there. And then I'm not sure whether we're going to be entering um, for the RS. RSX, which is the windsurfing competition. Mm-hmm. Australia hadn't sent any athletes to um, Rio or to Tokyo, so I don't think they really focus <clears> on that anymore. Fair enough. But um, with these Olympics too, I think they're going to, after these Olympics, they're going to completely look at reformatting and and uh, removing and adding new sailing events as okay. well in from Paris onwards. Oh, interesting. Yep. And I think one of the talks was to do um, kiteboarding. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that which makes would be, sense. Yeah, which would be very interesting because I think that's been a Youth Olympic Games. Um, yeah, and you've got surfing event. coming in, and again, mm. it's one of those more sort of you know exports mm, type. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah, so that'll be interesting. But you know, Australia's going so fast. There's only a couple of spots left to qualify, and we could have a full sailing team as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so another big one that recently happened was for shooting. Um, the Oceania Championships happened recently, so Australia's actually quota f- quality qualified 15 quota places oh, wow. there yeah so Australia traditionally usually enters um one uh, one athlete in every event and you can send up to two athletes mm-hmm. um also so we recently so we've qualified men in the 10 meter air rifle uh the 50 meter rifle three three positions that's where you shoot from like a kneeling a standing yep. and a lying down um the men's 10 meter air pistol 
uh, the men's 25-meter rapid-fire pistol, uh, the men's trap, mm-hmm. and the men's skeet. Yep. Um, and I think we might have ended up with two um, places in the men's trap as well. So the men's double trap has been removed from the Olympic program to put in the, an, the, the combined, mixed, the mixed, the yeah. mixed, the mixed trap as well. Yep. Um, so in the women, we've qualified the women's ten meter air rifle, the women's fifty meter rifle, three positions, the ten meter air pistol, uh, the twenty five meter rapid fire pistol, um, two spots in the women's trap and the women's skeet as well. So basically, the same as the men. Um, and also coming from that as well um, was the team event. So we qualified the 10-meter air pistol team, the 10-meter air rifle team, and the trap team, mm-hmm. uh, of which um, James Willett and Letitia Scanlon are the reigning world champions yes. in that event. And I think we also finished with the silver medal at that mm-hmm. at that uh, at that te- at that event as well. Gold as well, gold and silver. Yes. Yeah. So you know, um, but you know, once again, of course, you can only send one team. Yeah. But uh, I think we've got. The shooting team's looking pretty good. I mean, it's better to have too many people to choose from than not enough, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> and also, too, I guess, you know, with an, uh, segueing on a sideway from that, too, with shooting not being included in the next Olympic, so the next Commonwealth Games, a lot of the shooters right. have been quite disappointed. And that was quite a controversial decision. Um, for Manchester, and I think one of the reasons why Manchester doesn't have any kind of shooting complex oh, um, there, Birmingham, Birmingham, my mistake, sorry, yeah. Birmingham, of course, yeah, they don't have any kind of shooting, and you know, shooting being an optional sport, um, well, also putting they in weren't in, meant to be the original host city, were they? No, so that's true, and you know, and removing shooting to put in, you know, women's cricket, yeah, like I'm not, sure, but you know, it's not even men's and women's cricket; it's just women's cricket was one of the I guess sports added to it. I mean, any American listeners wouldn't know this or care. Mm. Slightly, but it is, <laughs> women's cricket is a sport that's on the rise. Yeah. Like particularly because it's T20, yes, isn't so. it? Yeah, it's T20 cricket. Like yeah. they, they get just as big a crowd as the men's do these mm. days. So, I mean, I get it, but I mean, shooting... Shooting feels like it should be a traditional sport, I not think an optional. So. Yeah, I would agree with you. And Australia does so well in shooting at yeah. you know, at all these big events around the world. So, and you know, this year our athletes have done such a great thing. Letitia Scanlon finished second at the World Championships and second at the World Cup. Mm. So you know, she's had a, a great season this year. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, so you know, we've done really well with uh, getting our shooting quota places. There's not a lot of. Um, events there where we've missed out on anything yep. and the potential to add a second athlete to, to mm. those to those events as well. Um, now, a quick one, swimming. Yep. Um, so the open water swimming, the marathon swimming, um, Karina Lee has been selected in yes. the 10K. Yep. So she's been uh, from based on her result at the World Championship. So she's selected, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, and we can send an... an Wasn't up. she the first one selected? Um, the sailors were sailors the first were. one selected, and then she was because yeah, I knew she was really early on after yeah. that. Yep. Um, and so, at, and all, all you know, our world cha- uh, so our Olympic um, selection trials will be next year. But yeah. at the recent World Championships, um, the relays were all selected based on results there. So you know, and Australia pretty much kind of was almost a guarantee there, wasn't it? That we selected um, quota spots for all the all the different events the four by one the four by two and the four by one medley for men mm-hmm. and the same for the women 
as well as the four by one um, mixed medley as well. Yeah. So we've so we've been entered so we've been able to compete in all those events. Come um, Tokyo, qualified in all of those. Um, at another recent world champions for the water polo, the women's and men's team have qualified. Cool spots there for those as well. Um, yeah, that's pretty much I've found for positions qualified. Just was going to run through a couple of other sports. Yeah, no. Um, where we do well. Um, so recently at the Athletics World Championships, Kelsey Lee Roberts won the women's javelin. Yep. Um, on her last throw. Yeah. Which was great. So first, she'll so. she'll be there. Yeah, I've got a feeling. Yeah, she'll be. She, I mean, that was an Olympic. Um, qualifying um, distance as well. Yeah. So um, now a lot of our marathoners, our walkers and 5,000 and 10,000 metre athletes have um, got their Olympic qualifying times. Mm-hmm. They just have to meet the, the um, I guess, the national championships yeah. next year to meet the conditions and they be able to because they've got their qualifying times mm-hmm. already. Where are the nationals th- next year? Um, I'm assuming they're going to be, they'll be in Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Sydney Olympic Park there mm-hmm. I would I would assume yeah um, in football uh, they haven't worked out the um, the countries competing yet but our women's team being so highly ranked I would assume we'll be yeah. able to go it's funny that the women's team it's just the women's team but for the men it's what under 20 yeah. or something yeah. Like, yeah under 21 all play and you can have three um, team members over the age of 21 yeah yeah, the Ollie Roos, not yeah. the Soccer Roos, yeah. they're <laughs> affectionately known. Yeah, um, and they're also looking good in the surfing. Yep, um, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, Sally all. Fitzgibbon and Stephanie Gilmore both finished the end year in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So, um, top ten athletes get to go. So they haven't been officially selected, but they've met all the criteria yep. to be able to go. So I'm pretty sure that they will be on the team yeah. for us. And, you know, that's looking pretty good. Yeah, like, that yeah. surprise me. And I think one of our men is ranked high enough as well to be able to select. So we've just got to get that second mm-hmm. athlete in there. And I think they're – maybe it's like ranked 9 and 10, but want a little bit higher up to guarantee yeah. the selection there. Um, you know, look, looking at tennis – I was just about to say – I, I, for some reason, I knew that's where you're going to go, and I was like, okay. "Speaking of world yeah, rankings, things. yeah." <laughs> Looking at tennis, um, you know, Olympic tennis is based on world rankings at a particular cutoff date. Mm-hmm. It's usually the top sixty, and then um, the IOC select tripartite athletes. They select eight athletes, you know, from nations that where they they don't have players ranked mm. top, but you know, to make a universality yeah. kind of thing. Um, you know, we've got Ash Barty as the world number one. When was the last time we had a woman ranked at number one at the end of the ATP uh, tour year? It's a long time a long ago. Long time ago was Eve Yvonne Gould on the know. last woman ranked number one. Yeah. I think Ashley should be able to be selected I'm for her first sure Olympic be team Olympics, next yeah. year. Yeah. So you know that that'll be it. You know, maybe we've got might there be a, have a potential medalist there? I would love that because everyone knows how how much I love tennis. Yeah, I, I mean tennis is one of those things. If you're not on the day, you're not on. But yes, she's yeah. almost got a medal, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, looking at the current form, she won the end of year tournament. Mm. You know, French was Open. It, yeah, French Open. Was it the only time she won fourteen million dollars? Something like that. Because she was unbeaten throughout the tournament. Yeah. Like um. Ended up with like $14 million. She only lives so. like 40 minutes away too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, and like, you know, we've got Isla, uh, Isla Tomlianovic has um, full Australian citizenship now. She's she ranked in the in top. The, um, she played in the Fed Cup. Fed Cup the other week. Yeah. Um, which we won't talk about. No, not have that result. That was 
ground. But, you know, it was wonderful to see Australia in the Fed Cup final. Yeah. But um, a few people Again, off there... Again, for the first time in like 50 years or something, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, a few people had a couple of bad games and, you know, could have Including gone Including Ash, Ash Barty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so she's ranked top 50, so she's now eligible to compete for Australia. So we might get there. And um, looking at Samantha Who's Stowe. Daria? Daria Gavro has had a, quite an awful season. She's ranked okay. like 280 oh, or something. Okay. Now. She's, yeah. She could, hasn't played for quite a while. She's been right. injured. So maybe come through this strange summer, she might be able to Hopefully. work her way back in and get in there. If not, you know, it looks like we've got two women that will be able to go. You know, also looking at Samantha Stoza, she is like a very high-ranked doubles player. That's true. Um, and she <laughs> doubles th- should be fine. She's one, you know, the current Australian Open title holder. And also, if she does get selected, that's going to be her fifth Olympic Games. Wow, that's impressive as yeah, well. Athens was her first Olympics, so you know that's. Uh, she's said that she's not retiring next year. She's going to be playing. You know, based on her doubles ranking, that yeah. could well qualify. Her singles ranking, maybe not. Or yeah, I would say is stick to doubles. She's Sam. she's about <laughs> ninety or ninety five or something at the moment. Um, years old or <laughs> in, in feels the world, like it <laughs> in the world ranking so you know yeah. but if she could get selected speaking for doubles to you know that's another there's not a oh, lot yeah. of women who have gone to no, five, five Olympics. Olympics that's yeah. crazy yeah um, you know and like all the men are looking good we can you can a country can send four athletes per gender um, Alex Demonor is currently ranked in the top 20 um, you have Nick Kyrgios, um, John yeah, Millman well. and Jordan Thompson are all ranked in the top 60 currently at the moment. So and if they have great seasons, they could end up Do going as well. Do you want Kyrgios representing us at the Olympics? You know, all the controversy last year between him and Kitty Chiller and selection, eh, maybe his behaviour has improved a little bit than what it was so. four year, three years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, he's has said how much he enjoys playing for the country. Did he? I'm just trying to remember now because that was a whole controversy thing. Did he end up going to Rio? No. No, he didn't because no. Kitty Chiller was like, no, no, based on your yeah, yeah, based antics. On yeah, and, her, and him it was and him Bernard and Tomic, Tomic, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they weren't invited to the team. And that's why I think um, like Sam Groff and Thanasi Kokonakis were able to, to go to the Olympics in their place. Because then mm. Nick and Bernard were ranked high enough to automatically qualify, but they didn't meet really the the team ethics, ethics, <laughs> ethical standard. That, yeah, which you know what I think is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want a complete knob jockey representing Australia at the yeah. Olympics when yeah. it's such a sought after position. Mm. If there's somebody else who, okay, in terms of ranking, may not be as you know, quote unquote, qualified. But they sure as shit deserve it more. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, and then, of course, athletes have the option to not attend if they don't want to. Yeah. There was quite a lot of people missing in Rio because of the, the old Zika virus scare. Mm. Um, but uh, I can't see that kind of boycott happening here. Especially, it was tennis was the one most affected, Olympic sport most yeah. affected in Rio. And it, well, it's because it was coming right before the US Open yes, yep. series as well. Yeah. And this, where the placement of the tennis tournament here in Tokyo next year, there's no big, um, you know, uh, slams either side of it. So mm. hopefully we'll get those guys in there. It's uh, going to be interesting seeing. Roger go for the elusive gold. Yeah. Because it's the only thing he hasn't won. That's yeah. It's and that, that individual kind of individual he's got team team goal, but not individual goal. It kind of shows the because uh, people I know you have I had the discussion off mic where, you know, does tennis belong in the Olympics? Um, when you've got arguably one of, if not the best player mm. <laughs> of a generation, mm. 
who could walk away from the sport tomorrow mm-hmm. and not have anything to, you know, nothing to regret. Mm. But one of the main drives of him continuing on for another 12 months is it's an Olympic year. Absolutely. He 100%. wants that gold medal. Yep. And he he's said that will be his last Olympics, his yeah. last shot. Yep. So... Based on his current world ranking, he he would he'll be qualifying for it. Yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, as if they as if the organisers wouldn't chuck him a wild card anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be invited as one of those eight uh, mm. those eight uh, guests that that they would be able to definitely invite. definitely. <laughs> um, so you know, tennis might be, we haven't won an Olympic tennis medal since 2004 Four? when Alicia Molik. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe fingers crossed. Go, go Ash. I'm a yeah. big Ash Barty supporter. Um, Triathlon, our official selections haven't happened yet. Um, we look good in the in the mixed team, which is going to be a new event in Rio. I think Australia are the current silver as in Tokyo um, are the current silver medalists mm-hmm. at the World that Championships. Right. We, I think, gold medalists at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. So Australia does very well at the we mixed do. team. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll be able to enter the full three athletes in in each mm. gender. But the selection is going on now. And then when the um, triathlon World Cup starts again next year, that they'll be able to add all those yeah. athletes in. I think um, probably a sport that you'll that you'll be looking forward to as well is beach volleyball. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I know. There are certain things that appeal to me about that sport. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's two wonderful athletes <laughs> that we have. Female athletes that are doing very well currently. Very well currently. Yep. Um, do you know who they are, Brendan? I do. Um, I'll let you continue on. I okay. just <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they they won uh, world championships bronze mm-hmm. before I think Marafay was injured, mm-hmm. um, and they came back recently from injury. And there was a tournament in Mexico where they won the gold medal. Yeah, there and um, secured. I think they're ranked three or four in the world now. Yeah, which has been a long time since we've had a beach volleyball team ranked so high. I'm a big Maria Faye fan. Yes. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I, I'm wearing my red-blooded male cap right now, and I'm a big Maria Faye fan. Yeah. Talika Clancy's up there as well, but mm. I just... And we got to watch them at the, at the Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games, Games and, and they are such a, good, such a good match. They're a, they're but, a great match, and they're a great pair. They have they off, you know, yeah. counter each other I think we've well. said this on the show before too, like beach volleyball is something you can watch if you know SFA about the sport. Mm. You know, after five minutes you pretty much know what's going on mm. if you don't there's a problem mm. <laughs> you might yeah. need to consult a doctor yeah but it, it's it yeah it's such an easy sport to pick up and it's really fun to watch and it's even more fun to watch live mm. because it's it's that party atmosphere it's That's what the exact, sports yeah. it's part of the appeal of that sport and yeah yeah i love it like yeah. it's a really cool sport to watch yeah. and it's going to be great to watch them Next year to see how they mm. go. I think pretty much based on their world ranking that they'll be able they'll be able to go. Yeah. So oh, yeah. each country can send two two teams per gender. Yeah. Just be a case of hopefully for them, um, not if but what color medal they'll walk away with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I think they might be one of our surprise packets next year to where. You know, we might not think they might medal, but I think they might actually I don't know. send Would really they be good a chance. surprise. I don't know if they would be to me. No, you know what? To us, 
Yeah. And I think that would be a surprise, but to the general public, where yeah. it's been a long time since we've had a where beach volleyball medal. they probably still think it's Kerry Potter, Aston, Natalie Cook, Cook playing. That's right. That's right. It's been a long yeah. time since we've had a beach volleyball medalist. Um, you know, at both our teams finishing fourth in Athens was the last decent results that mm. Australia got there. So I think it would be great to see them bring beach for highlight beach volleyball. Oh, definitely. And to let, I think a lot of the Australian public know how well that they have been doing throughout mm. the year and having three or four, five months off injured as well and then to come back, you know, to win a world championships bronze medal and to finish the year winning the... Winning a gold. The, yeah. the gold in Mexico. Which, there, which, which, is, a, which was a big... About which was a big tournament. The day yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. It only happened yeah. very recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just uh, almost... Time to wrap up a couple of things with golf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Minji Lee's current ranked world number three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she finished sixth or seventh in Rio. So I think um, that she might be someone to look out for in Tokyo as well. And um, Hannah Green, is she the reigning women's PGA know. USA? I don't know because it's golf. <laughs> uh, I think she did win and she's currently ranked 21. Okay. So based on those world rankings, those two should be there. And I'm sure we've got some men world ranked high yeah. enough. And you can send two athletes per gender there once again. Um, and just a quick thing that happened over the weekend in mm-hmm. BMX freestyle, which is going to be a new Olympic sport. Um, Brennan Lupos won the gold medal. Nice. Now, I think he won bronze last year and upgraded himself to gold. And um, the Australian Logan Martin finished with silver. Nice. So, and I actually watched today, I watched a couple of videos of their routines. Like, it's a really fun sport to watch. And oh, those yeah. guys, the tricks that they do, and. Like I said, any sport with an element of death. Yeah, and that was at the um, the Urban Cycling World Championships. So, you know, to for Australia to finish one and two, mm. you know, they, no, no official qualification, but, you know, world rankings help um, and that kind of stuff. So I think look out for BMX freestyle yeah. come Tokyo next year, as well as, as BMX um, motocross as well. Like we've got... Uh, some good results at the recent world championships there, but they'll all be selected next year. Yeah. Um, and uh, recently we had a, the ICU World Cup for track cycling um, and our women's team won the Madison. Nice. And the men's team won the bronze. Now Madison is being brought back into the Olympics I like in Madison. Tokyo. Yeah, the, It's confusing to watch, oh, yeah. but it's so fun to watch yeah. as well. I yeah. don't understand anything about it, but it's just great fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and then Edmondson finished with the bronze really, and the omnium there as I well. I really like the Kieran. The Kieran's fun, yeah. Yeah. And just, uh, just I don't know, um, I've bought my tickets for the ICU World Cup. is happening in Brisbane. Yes. Um, on the 13th, 14th and 15th of December. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my tickets for the Saturday. And I think the Madison is one of the events that's on that day. So nice. I'm looking forward that's to that. That's the weekend... After we come back from Hawaii, mm. so I do want to try and join you for that. Mm. I just don't know no, how things will be, how things will be financially and time-wise mm. as well. Because uh, you know, I hardly ever get to see live cycling. I think I've it was never, well, actually, I saw it last first and only time I've seen live cycling was the Goodwill Games back in mm. two thousand one. Oh, oh yeah, wow, yeah. Um, and so Which you I know, saw that old velodrome the other day <laughs> when I was out there for the Ironis Global Games. Oh yeah, because where we parked was like right in front of the old yeah, velodrome, the outdoor, the velodrome. outdoor concrete yeah. velodrome. But I did go for a drive after I watched the swimming that I went to see. I did go for a drive around and have a look at Anamir's velodrome because I'd never seen it before. Mm. And yeah, and saw the BMX training facility beside yeah. it and stuff. Yeah, yes. so it's a world class facility mm. there. Um, and um, so yeah, that'll be great. And there's no team. We haven't made any team selections, but yeah. our cyclists. 
Again, you know, we generally do pretty well. Generally, but you know, the last couple of Olympics, we only, you know, our last in Rio, definitely the only medal came from um, Anna Mears. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sorry, our team pursuit got silver as well, which yep. there was much higher expectations, but there's been a complete team overhaul, change of head coach. I think cycling's looking really good um, and matching it with Great Britain, who are traditionally yeah the big leaders there. So Look, as long as it. Phil Liggett's calling it, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> it won't be a little, at least without Phil Liggett calling no. it. So. <laughs> yeah, so look... Um, I think when he dies, they'll just have to stop broadcasting cycling in Australia yep. because... Yep. What's the point? point. That's exactly right. <laughs> Who's going to do it? Nope. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's a quick wrap, quick up, wrap up now. Going, you know, there's lots of other sports um, where, you know, the selections haven't happened yet and, you know, quota spots haven't been earned yet. And that'll be maybe something we can touch on again next year. So I just thought I'd give all our listeners a little update on where we sit currently. You know, there's a lot of great things happening. Lots of quota spots secured. You know, a lot of the new Olympic sports, we're looking pretty good as well. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for doing the research. That's all right. It was my pleasure. You know, it was quite... I'm sure you hated quite, it. I hated every single minute of it. Doing all that research and watching all the videos and finding out who's got what. I hated it. Horrible. <laughs> well, I think that's where we'll we'll have to leave this episode. Mm. Because, well, I hope everyone uh, enjoyed my our little facts and figures I mean, podcast for today. I mean, look, this is an hour and eight minutes. I'll never get back, but I'm sure the listeners will enjoy it. Rude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> People know our relationship, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, you, it's you, still rude. You give, you give worse than what I give you, so yeah, it's, that's it's, all right. We'll be taking this off air. Don't <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> uh, look, if Brenda want, may not be back for the next podcast. <laughs> well, look, today you've proven you can do it by yourself. <laughs> um, if you want to follow along with us, obviously you can check out our website, sittingonourrings.podbean.com. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at S-O-O-R podcast and, of course, facebook.com forward slash S-O-O-R podcast. Um, like I said at the start of the show, probably won't hear from us until the new year. We'll be in Olympic year because I'm gone for a couple of weeks and then it's Christmas and New Year and mm. busy, busy, busy. So, uh, yeah, we will we'll talk to you in the new year. Um, I am Brendan on behalf of Trent. We will see you in 2020.